I have unlimited PTO. I learned last year that it, that's not, it's not like really unlimited. <laughs> I, I got the award for taking the most PTO because, you know, you know how we do it, dude. I'm just, I'm Come flying. On. I'm a jet setter, dude. <laughs> and so I took like, I took like 26 days, which full time, if you're unlimited, 26 days apparently is a couple too many. Too much. Holding it, holding it for you, baby. Just get in there, get in there. Are you at? Yeah. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. Rock Nation, how are we doing? How are we feeling out there? I'm feeling a lot better now. Holy shit, dude. You can really feel that thing when you got, oh, you lost your hole? Dude, Kosa stays losing his hole. Let me see. Oh, wait. Hold on. Can you pass out once from doing too much of this stuff? Holy shit, dude. This is crazy. Dude, so one time I went to UCLA when oh, I was yeah. in middle school. I need a little bit more. Hold on. It's going away. Oh, yeah. Suck that up, dude. Okay, so one time I went to UCLA when I was in middle school for a field trip. Uh-huh. And me and my buddies thought it would be a good idea to go to like... Oh, I got kind of lightheaded now. <laughs> oh, I'm having PTSD. Hold on. Holy shit. Um, so we went to UCLA on a field trip. <laughs> And um, we went to go get helium balloons. Sure. And so we sucked them. And I just remember like taking it down and being like, oh, I'm like getting lightheaded. And I fully just like passed out. Fuck, like, really? Like fell backwards, passed out. And I remember in my head thinking that I was in bed. And I was like, I'm back home right now. Oh my What's God. going on? And I woke up and I just like started crying because I course. was like just panicking. What the fuck happened to me? And then a teacher came and like helped me out. Holy um, shit. But so funny. Dude, we should get the ones that make your voice deeper too, because that'd be hilarious. I've never tried. Wait. Hold on. Let me get some more. Yeah, I've never tried the ones that <laughs> make your voice yeah. deeper, but. Maybe we need that, dude. Man. Okay, I'm going to one hand a crack, but I'm going to hit the healing yeah. right before I do it. Okay. Wait, this might be difficult. I got it. All right, baby. Oh, oh my God. baby, come on, dude. <laughs> Helium, maybe it's the drug. Maybe All right, here we go. Secret. I'm gonna hit one. Oh Jesus Christ! Dude, two tens. I cannot believe we've hit two tens today. And the crazy thing is, we actually fucked up recording, and we hit two tens right away the other time <laughs> yeah. too. But anyways, were that's we, pretty nuts. Yeah, were we recording for about ten minutes and then realized that we weren't recording audio? Yeah, it's all good. Um, so. Does helium make you better at hitting these or? I, you know what it is? I think it's that Brandon's not here. Yeah, that does help. You know, it's he's not his judgmental, you know, bullshit that he's putting on us. So I've noticed that he's been he's been um, beefing up his scores a little bit. Oh. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah, no, you're right. He gives someone that does like a fantastic yeah. job like a six. Yeah. And if he does like just as okay of a job, it's like 8.3. Just ridiculous. Just feels a little lighter. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Without him here, he's uh he's got to go get us these Lakers this dub. Yeah, you know, let's see what he can do up there in Golden State. Um, I think that he's gonna pull it out, but dude, maybe he could pull out some like Matt Ishbia stuff, like pushing Steph, and then Steph can get a technical. Yeah, let's let's get him in the game. Dude. Is all I'm saying. You know, yeah, Brandon. I don't. I'm I'm watching all these Lakers games. I don't see him on TV. Dog. Yeah, dude. I never see floor. him. I see him once every blue moon. So I don't, I don't even know if he works there. Yeah. Anyways, 
What's up, dude? Dude, um, thanks for coming to my sister's birthday. Yeah, you know what, dude, dude. Treat, Come on, you know, dude. The big did you 30? see the card I got her? No, I didn't it see said, it. It said it was a penguin and it said to the coolest big sister I have, if you were any cooler, you'd be cooler than me or some, some <laughs> shit like that. Or if you're any cooler, you would be me. I love and that. Lena's like, she's not your sister. I was like, it's, it's close, close enough. Close, close enough. what I got. And also, I, I thought that. the card was fucking funny. Um, yeah, I was at a wedding this past week and her birthday is Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. But a buddy of mine, Eric, had his wedding, which I was in really fun. Boom, boom. Um, that was in Flex. Sonoma. So I was like, I got to do something for my sister's birthday. So right. had a few people over last night. A little it's surprise. Nice, That's why we have the helium balloons. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they'll get you going. <laughs> and they apparently make you good at the fucking crack. Yeah. Um, you got any plans coming up? Friday going to Costa Rica. Oh, really shit. excited. How far of a flight is that? I don't know. I think it's like eight hours. It's not short. Dude, I have this really bad habit. And I think I got it from touring of being like, oh, I'm going here. Like no research. Just don't like, I? I'm like, oh, I know the name of the place I'm going, but I don't know where geographically it is, sure. how long the flight's gonna be, how we're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to Costa Rica. Don't know how long the flight is. You don't just know, know where in gonna, Costa Rica. You're gonna yeah. get on a plane, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's gonna take you somewhere exactly. that's different. Yeah. And the, dude, I'm like, I got my <laughs> movies planned out to the hour. Like, if it's an eight-hour flight, I'm like, okay, sick. That's like four movies, or like three movies in like two-hour-long TV shows, something nice. like that. So I got that down. So yeah, it's eight hours. I already looked it up for you. You're welcome. It's eight hours? Yeah. What are you going down in there to do? I'm shooting a mastermind. Mastermind. Like an entrepreneurial mastermind. Which is like a master class conference? Kind of. I don't know. Okay. Doesn't Again, matter. I don't know yeah, too many hey, details. You you nut up and you shut up and you get it done. Yeah. I just know that this girl, Celia, who seems super dope. I haven't met her yet, but we've been following each other on social media for a minute. Cool. She runs this company called The Weekenders and it's like these destination masterminds that she puts on for um, like entrepreneurs. Got it. And she asked me to come help her like create content for it. So I'm going to be taking photos and it's basically trading my services for a free trip, which is so cool. And it's been a minute since I've shot. I've never really shot anything like that, but it's been a minute since I've shot something that's different than concerts. Right. And I'm really excited. Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll yeah. be fun to just flex like a different muscle and yes. like see what that's yeah. fucking like. And that's something, dude, like it's so fun to just be able to go and fucking say like send it like you don't have fucking, you know, oh, I got to figure out like PTO or whatever. Yeah. You can just fucking go, dude, which is pretty sick. Which is, it's interesting because this is what we're going to be talking about today on the podcast, but me and you live slightly different lives where like right. i'm full-time freelance you got your full-time thing going we do we and we've lived different lives ever since we kind of started doing this which is wild yeah like you've basically always been like freelance your mom always d- did her own thing right yep company wise yep own business and i guess my dad kind of did too but i was like i don't know i got a taste of that of that job security life and yeah. you know i was into it so we're kind of gonna weigh pros cons of both i know a lot of people are graduating and yeah. i remember having this question when i first moved to la should I try to find an ad agency or production company or should I just try to like be freelance? Um, but you tried the freelance thing and for I a did, minute. I did the freelance for probably six months, maybe yeah. eight months. Um, I ended up going full time because I just felt like I was sending more emails than I was making videos because mm. I wasn't very established. So I was just like trying to network constantly. Yeah. It was really exhausting. The main thing actually for me though was it was really isolating. Um, yeah. I was like super alone. I didn't really know anyone here except for you, but like obviously you're busy and um, I was just working by myself in my room. I was fake busy. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. That's the funny thing. I used to think I was busy, dude. I wasn't busy at all. <laughs> Anyways, but like, yeah, I was just like working in my room alone and I really got a job because I was like, I want to work, literally work next to people. Like yeah. I want to meet people finally. I've totally. been here for six months. I haven't fucking met anyone. Especially moving to a new city. Yeah. So that was my main thing. So there's just something we're going to weigh some stuff. 
after you graduate um, that you might not even think about between deciding full-time and freelance. And we want to give you some tips on when applying to jobs or even trying to get jobs as a freelancer, things that you can do to make yourself more hireable. Yes. So let's get into it. Let's do it, baby. All right. So let's do, start with pros of working at a full-time, like either production company, ad agency, and also full-time, I guess, is kind of a loose term because it's confusing. Here in LA, especially, they love to put you on a freelance contract mm. for like three months at a time, and then they just fucking re-sign it constantly. So like my first full-time job, I was actually freelance for a year, but I mean, I worked nine hours a day at the same company every day. You know Why I mean? is it that they do that? Um, I think it's cheaper for them in terms of like benefits and shit. Okay. It's stuff like that. I'm not totally sure. And it's just a little more flexibility. Sure. Um... But it's actually not bad. So if a company wants to do that to you, and I've gotten people like, hey, they're putting me on a freelance contract. Like, what the fuck? It's not bad. Um, Because usually, typically, you get a little higher salary. You just don't get PTO, which sucks. So like over the holidays, Mm -hmm. you don't really get paid. Um, And there's also some other disadvantage. But let's just talk about if you're going to go full-time at a production company, ad agency. Um, Yeah, hit me with with a few pros. Obviously, some really uh, classic one, steady income. Every two weeks, you get the same paycheck. You know it's coming. You don't have to like, oh, fuck, I didn't get a lot done this week. I'm not going to have any fucking money to eat. Um, That really stressed me out when I was freelance just for a little bit. Like, you always know that money's coming, which is also nice because some days, like, if you're not on a lot of shit, like, you could work two hours, an hour a day, and you still get paid the same amount as if you worked eight hours, which is really nice. And it's really nice when you're not having to go into the office every yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like, oh, if I only got an hour of work, I got Hey, no one the knows. world's my oyster, baby. What no are one, we doing today? Yeah, no one knows. So it's like we talk a lot about how you want to don't trade your time for money. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, obviously, you're going to most of the time. But there are some days where you're like, you know, I like fucking hung out by the beach. I played some basketball and I got paid like I was working <laughs> the whole time, which is really nice. You know, it's on like a micro scale of that. Sure. Um, yeah. Like, again, my main thing, another point is you have less less time spending emails, sending emails fucking calling people, trying to get business, trying to coordinate stuff, trying to coordinate deals. Instead, you just really get to focus on what you want to be doing, which is making photos, making videos, et cetera, designing. Um, yeah, because I guess you don't have to, if you're working as a full-time, at a full-time mm-hmm. creative agency, you don't have to worry about the deals coming in. Nope. Like there's always projects that you're going to be working on. So you can really just focus on the creative side yeah. of things. Especially because there are people that work at the agency, like producers or project managers that handle all that stuff for you. They talk to the clients, they deal with the feedback yeah. and, and they can even bounce back feedback, which is kind of nice. You could look at it and be like, I don't know. And then you don't have to type that email. They'll say it, which is kind of nice. Mm. And then you just focus on the editing you're making. That's great. Um, again, another thing that I was really attracted to is like instant community. My first agency I worked at, I went from knowing like literally like one person, two people in LA to knowing like 30 people really quick because we all worked in like a loft and we yeah. just like drank and hung out and yeah. like it was super fucking fun. And that really kind of changed my trajectory here in LA because all of a sudden I like, you know, had some more people to at least just like hang out with every day in the yeah. office at least. I wasn't just like alone in my room. I also think going off of that, the benefit to working at a production company when it comes to community, it's different than working as you know in something 
business sure, related totally you're not dressing up in a suit every no. day and not everyone's like crunching numbers i feel i mean granted i've never worked at an ad agency or, or creative agency or production company but i could assume that people are a little bit more lax and just like cool big time i mean especially my first agency space 150 it was like people i mean everyone was like it was like sneaker culture people were like really cool like i like learned some taste in terms yeah. of like clothes because everyone just like dress cool and i still hang out with people like i hung out on sunday with like six people i used to work with there um on sunday and it was fucking dope and yeah. they're all like super swag which is really fun I, dude i remember <laughs> you came to my house one day after working at space 150 uh-huh. for a little bit and you had some fresh air force yeah on. dude they gave me like, those i was like bro <laughs> those look sick why don't i have a pair and chase i didn't know you had that in you yeah. my guy <laughs> i need to get another pair of those don't wear your fresh white Air Force Ones in grass a lot because they get real yeah. green yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so going a little quicker, you get benefits. 401k matches sick. Healthcare, if you're not in your parents' healthcare, you know, after you graduate, like it goes away when you turn 26. Another reason, um, it's really nice, dude. You go to the doctor. Sometimes you had a complication. You go to the doctor three times in a month. It, it, it would have cost you like, it would cost you like five grand if you didn't have good yeah. health insurance. You know, it's crazy. Um, you have more opportunity for growth, like getting promotions, getting raises. Um, you also, another like secret thing that happened to me is I was forced to learn After Effects. Mm. And if I was freelance, I wouldn't have because I wouldn't be like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I'm not going to do that. But the job, they're like, we need you to do this. And so I was kind of yeah. just forced to do it. And I had to do projects that required it. And all of a sudden now, like I just know it really well. Um, so you're kind of forced to learn new skills that you wouldn't necessarily learn otherwise. And that kind of goes back to what you were saying about focusing on the creative Mm -hmm. like you had more time and if that was your only gig it's like i'm only editing i don't have to worry about sending emails or getting in jobs or new clients it's like i can take the whole eight hours to learn after effects and get really good at it and that's the other thing too is um not all jobs some jobs make you go to the office which is like you know but it was back before 2020 when everyone did there would be days where i didn't have a lot of projects to do but I still had eight hours that I had to basically be working. And so I would just pick stuff to learn, dude. I would oh be like, <laughs> you could be like, dude, so I'm just walking around the office. Hey, how you doing? I mean, I did do, I, a, what are you I, working on? I did do a lot of that, but My also guy. it's like, okay, I have eight hours of focus time. Like yeah. what can I focus on? And I would sure. learn a new skill or yeah. like learn color or like whatever, um, which is really helpful. Um, and then you have like more access to resources. Like they usually have bigger budgets. Though sometimes production companies have a ton of like sick cameras you can rent, software you can like. There's a lot of times where I'm like, I really want to try this new like plugin. It's like mm. eighty dollars though. I'm not going to spend it, but the agency are like, oh, we'll buy it. Um, so you have more resources. You have a better reputation if you say like, oh, I worked at whatever Step Studios totally. for a while. Then they're like, oh, you're sick. Like we'll hire you if you want to be yeah. a freelance after or something like that. Um, And like you have access to mentors and stuff like that because there are a lot of people that are above you that have done your job as well as just, yeah, like overall larger projects. Um, I think the larger projects is a huge benefit, a huge pro. There's so much you can learn by just being on set. Totally. And when you're freelance, you're typically just a one man band for a minute Mm -hmm. and you're not getting the opportunities to work on those bigger sets and seeing how bigger productions work when you're first starting out. Yeah. Even if you're just, you know, an intern and grabbing coffee and you still haven't had the opportunity to get into like the nitty gritty of, of, um, kind of like working on those sets more than just 
the kind of like the quote unquote mm-hmm. bitch work or whatever. Yeah. You still get to see how, how everything works and yeah. you can just learn by observing. And I would say that's the biggest perk of my current job is that I get to, you know, spend a lot of time on like million, $3 million sets doing like second unit, like even sometimes directing second unit stuff. Um, and then I also get to like talk to the director and like see how the DP shoots it. And that's just, it's so fucking fun to be on those sets. Cause it's like your little city, dude, you have yeah. like hundred people, you have food, you have like all this stuff. Um, so that's like the biggest perk and it's like learning a lot of learning. From totally. That. I think that's the main reason I wish I had gotten a job at a production company mm-hmm. after college. I remember just being in the mindset of like, I'm not going to get a job. I'm going to figure it out. Both my parents have their own business. Like I got to right. do my own thing. And I remember my mom when I was graduating or about to graduate, she's like, all right, so what's your plan? Like, where are you going to apply? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm not going to figure right. it out what do you mean right that's YouTube. not what we do in this family we'll be fucking make right. youtube videos right and looking back on it i think i was a little naive and a little bit stubborn mm-hmm. and i think that had i gotten a job instead of getting a job at a restaurant which right. i think serves its own yeah. benefits whatever you learned some stuff by being in the service industry but had i gotten a job at a production company i think i would have been a little bit farther along in my career at least had more knowledge of how certain things work i will say probably actually one of the, a sneaky big one that i didn't think about until it's happened after the fact is that people that you work with at an ad agency then go to other ad agencies and then if you're looking to do any freelance work they hit you up because they know like hey we've edited a ton of things before when we work together now i'm working here do you want to edit this freelance for however much money so you actually get it's a big networking play to work at a place like that um and man networking is just so important in our it's so important especially Because or else you're just going to have to like constantly be doing outreach and that's exhausting. And who knows if you'll get the payment back. Exactly. Um, There are cons though. The biggest one for me that I think about constantly is like, I can't just like fucking fly to Bali for a month or whatever, Norway. And like, like you have flexibility. You're like, I think, yeah, I will go to Costa Rica for a week and do this thing. It's like, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, I could, if it's like six months in advance, (laughs) not six, but like a while, like I can plan trips. I mean, I can take, like I'm doing like a 10 day hiking trip in hawaii but in september but like there's a lot less flexibility and you do like i have unlimited pto i learned last year that that's not it's not like really unlimited (laughs) i i got the award for taking the most pto because you know you know how we do it dude i'm just i'm flying i'm a jet setter dude (laughs) and so i took like i took like 26 days which full-time if you're unlimited 26 days apparently is a couple too many um but that's fine what are you gonna do um i'm pulling it i'm pulling it back a little bit this year you know going to only 25 yeah um so flexibility is a bummer (laughs) that's hilarious um on the other hand of saying you know sometimes you only have to work two hours a day and you still get paid for eight sometimes you have to work 12 hours a day and you still only get paid for eight which Mm. sucks and that happens a lot too it kind of depends on where you work some places are infamous for working 12 14 hour days and that sucks um so and that would really ruin probably your experience so you're kind of finding a job that's you know more neutral on that um some jobs do make you go to the office every day which is just like you know disgusting puke um nice. don't want to do that is that in b-figgy's sound effect pack yeah yeah you, yeah you can send it to your audio engineer Braden, and just like get that one figured out <laughs> yeah most creators don't which is nice like at my job i rarely send a lot of meetings but some people like my friend jeff who's a vp of strategy literally is in meetings eight hours a day which mm. is just exhausting you don't yeah. want to have to do that um so and the meetings that you don't necessarily need to be in which is really exhausting um you have less like creative control because you kind of just take work orders and you just kind of do it you don't really get to pick and choose your jobs that you're going to mm. work on which freelance you do which is really nice um and which can also lead you to 
work on the same kind of shit over and over and over again, which is exhausting. I also feel like on that point, a production company might be working on a bunch of different projects Mm -hmm. and you might not be on like the A team when you're Mm. first starting out. Mm. So like they're maybe doing some other work that's like paying the bills. That's not as cool, but then they're working on the bigger stuff. That's really interesting that you want to be on, but you're put on like the not so cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have a say. And that is another thing is like, yeah, coming out of college and joining a full-time job, like you are going to have to do some shit that you don't want to do. And freelance is kind of the same. Like, no matter how much yeah. you love your job, there's always going to be a bit of it that feels a lot like work. Definitely. But there will there could be a period where you're just like an intern and you're like getting coffees and like yeah. getting shit on. But there is a lot of room for growth. So let's move on to the freelance pros and cons. Cool. First pro of being a freelance photographer, videographer is just creative control. Yes. I think you get to just choose what projects you take on and what you say no to. I do think, though, there is a caveat that comes with this. When you're first starting out, you're going to say yes a lot more than you're going to say no because you're not really in the position to turn down bread when you're first starting out. And a lot of us need the money to, you know, pay bills or upgrade our gear or, you know, go out and send it to Bali. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, but I do think that in the, you know, overall generalization of being a freelancer, like you do have creative control. If you don't want to take on a project, you can say no. If like, you know, I have been hit up before to shoot weddings, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll shoot weddings. Right. Or I used to do real estate. I don't do real estate anymore. Right. So I can say no. Right. That's really um, nice. But I think there's the creative control that comes with being a freelancer. And I think as you establish, as you establish yourself more as a freelancer, the creative control becomes even more. Yeah, absolutely. Which is really nice. Yeah. Um, the next is flexible schedule. I can wake up whenever I want, my baby. Right, right. Yeah. That's nice. Listen, I have a pretty extensive morning routine when mm-hmm. I want to, mm-hmm. and it's really nice. Mm-hmm. I wake up, you know, maybe do a little meditation in the morning, Five. read, Five. drink my coffee. I spend probably 45 minutes making breakfast, right. you know, shower, <laughs> clean my room, room. whatever. Uh-huh. But um, oftentimes I find myself waking up at like eight and really not getting to work until like 10, 30, 11. And it's, nice. it's kind of nice. That is nice. Really nice. Um, granted, with being able to make your own schedule, you do have to be diligent about actually making time to get work done because, right. you know, if I wanted to, I could just be out of the house all day it really takes i think a lot more like self-discipline to be in in the house or at a coffee shop or whatever and actually do your work totally. instead of bullshitting totally the next one is variety of projects working as a freelancer allows for a wider range of products and clients um when you're first starting out before you kind of niche down and decide what it is specifically you shoot you can shoot really any and everything. And I would advise you if you're starting out as a freelancer to shoot any and everything. We've talked about it a million times before, but like that's how you find what you enjoy shooting and what you don't. And then when you, when you find what you do like, lean more into that and do more of that. Um, but kind of what you were saying, like working for a production company, you're kind of limited to or at the mercy of what projects they're putting you on. Totally. Yeah. And you can get sucked into just doing like the same kind of video over and over again, especially if like this makes us money. You're good at it. Keep doing those. It's like totally. oh, same thing. Yeah. Um, you also have potential for higher earnings as a totally. freelancer. When you're working at a production company or have a full-time job, you have a set salary. So you know exactly how much you're going to making. You have that steady income for sure. You know exactly how much is coming in every month, but 
as a freelancer, you can kind of take on as much work as you feel capable of. And that means, and you're also able to set your own prices. Um, whatever you feel like your worth is as a content creator, you can charge that. And, you know, some people are obviously willing to pay it, some aren't. But yeah, you do, in theory, have um, the ability to make more money as a freelancer than a set salary at a full-time job. Totally. Okay, the next is location independence. Technically, if I wanted to, I could live anywhere in the world because I don't have to go into an office. Granted, I have my retainer clients here in LA, so it's like I'm kind of tied down to being in LA. But if you move smarter, and this is kind of how I'm trying to start to move um, now later, a little bit later on in my career, as I've learned, is like delegating tasks, right? Mm. So if you have a good network of other creators, if I wanted to go peace out for two weeks, I can out, like outsource and delegate that work to go shoot that for me. Maybe I'm taking a little bit less um, money home, but it allows me to kind of like get up and go as I please. Totally. Which is sick. And I could go to Bali and chase camp. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> also, like some of you guys are like super great editors, whether it's editing podcast clips for a client or um, editing other work, mm -hmm. you know. If you're just doing editing, all you got to do is like get a Dropbox link right. and you can be in, in Bali and just edit from your laptop. Right, which is sick. Yeah. Work-life balance is the next one. Um, granted, as a freelancer, I think it's really hard, at least for me, if I don't feel like I earned it, if I don't feel like I did enough during that day, it's really hard for me to like get out of the house and go enjoy my life and kind of have that work-life balance. Right. But technically like... If I don't feel like working today or whatever it may be, if there's no like set deadline, I could go out and like go on a hike whenever I wanted or like take a trip, whatever it may be. And it kind of goes into like being able to make your own schedule. Like you can make time for both hanging out with friends and doing things you enjoy and also working. It's a little bit easier to like have that work-life balance because you are the one who makes your own schedule. And that one is tricky too because it's like sometimes like I totally agree. And sometimes like when you're doing freelance something, it's like you could work till midnight every night. You know what I mean? Like fucking yeah. Braden over there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's like every night, like when I was living here, it was be like laptops on the couch, like mm -hmm. midnight. And like we would all do it basically. I'd almost argue it's kind of easier to have work-life balance as having a full-time thing. If you're not taking your work home with see, you. Especially see back in the day in the office, I'd leave the office and I'm done. Yeah. Dude. Like, which was kind of underrated we kind of forget about that because now full-time job i can work till late because people yeah. hit you up but like i leave at six and like i have my laptop sometimes would stay at work yeah you know what i mean totally the next is skill development and i think this is equally true i would say for both having a full-time job at a production company and being a freelancer but oftentimes as a freelancer you're the only one doing everything on the project right Right. You kind of have to be a, a jack of all trades. Right. So it forces you into learning skills that you maybe didn't have before or didn't anticipate on learning when you were first starting out. Right. Like, oh, I need this graphic. Let me figure out how to use Photoshop quick. Exactly. Yeah, which is kind of sick, honestly. And then you just know how to do all those things. And then you just hit up YouTube University right. and follow a tutorial. There you go. The next is creative fulfillment. And I think that Again, kind of, we talked about this a little earlier, but like because you have the ability to take on any projects that you want and make your own schedule, you can also make time to like create spec pieces for yourself. And with the ability to make spec work or like you 
carve out time for yourself to make those spec pieces like you just feel creatively fulfilled from those projects like if i wanted to go out and you know spend the morning going and shooting surfing Mm -hmm. which i've been thinking about doing like if you have to be in the office at seven or eight a.m. Right. full time, like you can't really do that, right? And it's cool. I do feel like you're more likely to push yourself when you're freelance. Totally, you're like oh, I want to like expand on this weird idea, and you have actually time to like pursue that and say like I'm going to block out a week to just make this passion thing. Which at work, yeah. like when you have a full time job, you can't really just block out a week to like make a quick passion project. That totally, often, you know? yeah, totally. And the last pro I would say is greater control over work quality. Freelancers are solely responsible for the quality of their work which can provide a sense of control and ownership over their projects. And that's also cool as a freelancer because you're pushed to do your absolute best work every time you do a project because that reflects on you, that reflects on getting hired for the next thing or like maybe someone else will see it and hire you for shit. Whereas sometimes people in full-time jobs fall into the trap of like, oh, I'm just going to get it done because it's just like I get a paycheck either way. And so it's kinda, you kind of lose uh, passion, I feel like, if you're in that mind space. But you can't really be like that in freelance which is nice totally agree okay we also have some cons because you know it's not always sunshines and rainbows (laughs) working as a freelance photographer videographer the first i would say is inconsistent income Mm. and we've given you guys the um, the advice as to getting retainer clients and i would say that is as a freelancer if you can land retainer clients you at least have some sort of idea as to what you're going to be making ballpark but I mean, there's months, for example, for me personally, this month, I gave up my full-time thing with uh, right. with Loud Luxury. So I'm like, I really don't know how much I'm going to be making. I'll probably make a little bit less this month, which is scary. Yeah. But you're constantly dealing with the inconsistency of how much money you're bringing in every month. Right. Yeah. It's it's a risk. It's, it's badass kind of, but it's risky. You yeah. Know, it's scary. The next is limited opportunities for growth. And again, it's, you're not at a full-time company, so it's not like you can like get a promotion. Mm-hmm. Like the pr- a promotion as a freelancer is charging $1,000 now instead of $500 right. for the same video. Right. Yeah, you kind of have to give yourself a promotion where yeah. you're like, I made something that's really fucking dope. Price just went up. Yeah. <gasps> Price went up? Right. Which is, it's funny. You have to like really do think about like giving yourself, uh, honestly, a promotion or at least a raise. I also think it's interesting because in a way, if you charge less or you discount your work as a freelancer in order to shoot a certain opportunity and like position yourself, mm-hmm. then that can be a way to like get a raise or like give yourself a promotion right. as a freelancer. Like, yeah, you're kind of, um, as your work improves, your price improves. So you just got to keep getting better at your work. Yeah. Yeah, which is really, you're kind of in control of getting a promotion, which exactly. is nice because yeah. you don't always have that. But yeah. And then I think the biggest con, the one that I struggle with the most as a freelancer is isolation. Mm-hmm. There's days, man, where I literally don't leave the house and it's something I'm really trying to work on. I'm trying to take this laptop and go work at like cafes. Eventually, hopefully we have a studio that we can work out of. But man, like the isolation of sometimes not seeing people uh, during the course of the day, not really having anyone to talk to if I'm at home, like either Braden's, you know, in the office or in his room, whatever, so I can talk to him, but he's locked in. You just see a, a, a you see less people on, right. on the day to day. And that's why I think I enjoy the shooting side of things more so than the editing, because mm-hmm. when I'm out of the house on set shooting something and I come back, 
the house feels different. It's nice. I'm like excited yes. to come home. Totally. But if you're in the house all day, you're like, man, like it's just kind of depressing and lonely. Yeah, completely. It, it is funny how that, that change, if you do a hard work outside of the house and coming home is yeah. like, oh, it's the best. But totally. when you're in it all day, it's like, oh my God, I got to fucking leave this prison. You yeah. Know? Um, I think that's, yeah, I think that's a really good exhaustive list. Just thinking about it, just given my opinion, dude, this is what I would do. Tell me. I feel like the move is kind of to, you graduate college. I personally would do like full-time at an agency or like a production company, meet people, get those connections, get that experience, and then go freelance so you can do whatever the fuck you want once you kind of establish yourself. That's what I would, that's the trajectory I would give. Like three years maybe at an agency production company maybe more depending on if you're loving it if you're learning stuff yeah you feel like you've learned a lot you feel like you've made a lot of connections and you've saved up enough money to kind of send that leap then going freelance i feel like that's yeah. kind of the ideal career trajectory as a creator i completely agree unless you can utilize like high school and college yeah totally where maybe you have like summer internships you have your uh, bigger production company experience that way. And then when you graduate, maybe you're like, all right, I've had enough experience from the production company side of things that I want to go full freelance. But I think having at least some sort of experience working a full-time job at a production company or an ad agency is is huge. Yeah. But wait, that's not the end of the episode, dude. Oh, oh. dude, is it not? No. Dude. What else we got? Well, now that you've decided what you want to get, either way, we got some tips basically to... Yeah. Um, figure out how to get those jobs either full-time or like freelance just a little quick you know little jobs hit me with the first one all right so the first little section is branding and marketing yourself yeah. right yes so a big one is making sure that your work and your personal brand etc really align with the company or the client that you want to do work with or work for yeah and it's interesting i feel like this definitely um, is applicable for both a freelancer totally. and applying for a full-time job. Totally. Like explain to me what was the hiring process when you were applying for like your production company? So it's really weird. I think I, I can't remember if I've told this story. The first, so I decided I wanted to get a job, like a full-time job after I was freelance. And um, I fucking applied online, didn't hear anything, got an email that was like, hey, do you want to come in today for an interview? And I was like, Sure. So I put on, you know, shirt, whatever. I look kind of nice. Went in super nervous. I was like, I don't know what to say, whatever. And I go in and, you know, I'd sent them stuff like when I applied and they were like, he was like, I literally sit down with this guy named Josh, who's now like a close friend of mine. And he's like, yeah, so saw your reel. Um, you like making videos? And I was like, yeah, I like making videos. And he goes, cool. How much do you charge? And I said, like my day rate, which I had no idea he was saying. It was actually a solid day rate. Um, and he goes, cool, come upstairs. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So then I walk upstairs, sit in a meeting room. It's like me, the executive creative director, this guy named Josh, and um, like a project manager. And they were like, we just shot this stuff. What do you think about it? And like, what would you do with it? And I, I gave some ideas. And then I was all of a sudden working for them, which was very strange. Um, very strange. Epic. Yeah, right. And so I was hired like literally within an hour of talking to them. But um, they had said like basically we already watched your stuff like we know that like the kind of stuff you make is like kind of like it's like kind of modern visual storytelling vibe it's like fun sometimes it's funny and that's like kind of what we do here so we're like we just like thought this would be a good match so like let's just get going right away so it was really a really aligned um thing and i also had another experience in that agency where we were pitching a client 
and I um they were trying to tell them like how their Instagram should be basically like their feed and I had that's when I had a real cohesive feed and I literally the guy was like Chase come in here and I was like what and he's like bring your phone and I was like what are you talking about I come in there and he's like look at Chase's Instagram feed so I like scroll through it and he's like that's how it should feel like cohesive I was like, come on dude You're like, I've been working <laughs> yeah. at this dude you know come now on. the Instagram feed is like what the fuck but yeah. um so yeah it really aligned with what they were trying to do and totally. so it made it super easy to like speak the same language and get hired yeah and and, um going off of that like as a freelancer oftentimes when you're first starting out you know you're going to be the one reaching out to these clients or when a client reaches out to you they're going to ask to see some of your work and the problem with people who are hiring you as a freelancer is they can't see that you're talented in another area and be like oh That'll work with our style. They right. want to like see that you can do exactly what they are looking for. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like if they're looking for. Yeah, that's so true. Like if if someone's hiring you to shoot their wedding, you send them like a saucy right. sports edit. Right. They're going to be like, that's cool. Right. But like, that's not really what we're looking for. But you're like, no, no, no. But I'm like so sick at shooting sports. I know I could do the wedding. Yeah. You can't, you have to find that, you know ability to uh align with what especially i feel like freelance they want to see like okay you've done this before do this for us yeah you know it builds it builds trust yeah um so yeah and also like yeah have a sexy website we've talked about this before have like well wait real quick mm -hmm. going back to the like making sure your personal branding aligns this is also another thing we've talked about before but like when you are making your spec pieces and spending your free time like working on projects if you're trying to you know, land a client like, um, let's say you want to work with like GoPro, yeah. right? You got to make stuff that like GoPro would use. Right. And you have to be uh, strategic as to the clients you're reaching out to and the spec work that you're making. And you want those two to align. Big time. Like yeah. you want to be like, okay, this is actually like an ad that they would run. It looks just exactly. like it and I made it. Yeah. Because yeah. they want to again see that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like have a, have a sexy website, have like a creative resume. Like if you're going to make a resume for applying for a job, like it shouldn't look like you're applying for a finance job. Like it should pl- look like you're applying for a creative job. Like yeah. make it cool looking, like do some funky, make some choices. You know what I mean? Um, get a good headshot. It's important. That's always going to be helpful. And it's something that I don't think we oftentimes think about enough. I often like... I struggle with someone hitting me up, be like, oh, can you send me like a good photo of you? And I'm like, I don't really have many right. photos because I'm usually the one taking the photos. Right. So it's like, I don't really have a bunch of like great headshots. Not that you need a bunch, but it's not like I have a great headshot. It's something literally on my to-do list is to get yeah. a new updated headshot. And um, oftentimes having photos of you with a camera in your hand on set, like yeah. going along with getting a good headshot is having at least some sort of bts photos yeah of yourself on set and finally just like um have something that sets you apart like make a cool passion project or like a cool personality piece whatever yeah just to be like yeah i've done client work but like this is who i am and this is a really cool thing that i feel like is really fucking cool that i had creative control over and if they like that then they're gonna hire the fuck out of you something that i think helped me get the loud luxury job Mm -hmm. they found me on tiktok right i had something where i was talking to the camera you know, I'm sure a bunch of kids have a bunch of photos and videos at concerts, right? right? I didn't have that, but I did have, I was able to show that I knew my way around social media and they saw like 
that I could talk to the camera. Not that it really that I needed that, but like they saw my personality right, on TikTok. Right. That I think helped me separate myself and get the job. Yeah, totally. And they're like, oh, this is like a guy I would fucking hang out with. Braden also was telling me the other day, I forget the exact story, but long story short, he was with a group of people and they some guy came to like talk mm-hmm. at their either their school or whatever. And he goes, how many people have a resume? And everybody raised their hand. Then he goes, how many people have a daily vlog? And Braden raised his hand. He goes, <laughs> see, that's really interesting. I want to talk to you about that because everybody has a resume. Right. But not everybody has a daily vlog or something that's going to separate themselves. I think the key thing is when you're going into interview or you're talking to a new potential client is like having something that separates yourself. Totally. Because everybody can take photos and make videos, but like having that thing that makes you unique and leaning into that um, goes a long way. It's also interesting for someone, you know, this is kind of like the opposite of the direction of where we usually go, but like if you're looking for maybe a job in marketing, like I was looking at out of college, I was applying for like marketing straight up jobs because I was like a business major at like, and I was applying with Google and on my resume I had like, I think I said like use Google ad services to get a YouTube video up to like how many over a thousand videos like and I had a link of the video yeah and then they emailed me and they were like we love that video they're like we should you should totally like interview with us for marketing unfortunately the position was like in Michigan and I'm so mm. glad I didn't take it but that it like d- doing videos and like talking about that in in any really function it's just like an interesting thing to be doing right mm-hmm. and it's just unique and it's not just your resume going off what you're saying and also going off of that this podcast for us has actually led to me getting um, a few different clients. The stuff with Monarch they found through this podcast. Literally, the guy who crazy. who hired me for the Monarch gig was following JT Barnett. Mm-hmm. Saw that JT posted a clip of us. Went to go listen to the full episode. He goes, "Oh, I like this Costas guy. Right, like, let guy, me talk to him." The guy that's doing all the notes and stuff. That one <laughs> seems like the responsible one. Let's give him the job. <laughs> um, or like, I got hit up by this guy who had been following me on social media for a minute. He works for a larger company and saw that I had a podcast and they're looking to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I've been, you know, talking to them about talking to them about potentially doing like consulting work yeah. for them. So having something that helps you stand out, makes you unique is going to lead to you being in a better position to get the job. Totally. All right. Next um, little section is quality and specialization. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this a lot, but it's really important to focus on quality over quantity in your work and just have like a couple incredible pieces rather than yeah. like a thousand shit pieces or like okay pieces. Sam Newton on his episode, he talked about how he goes, when was the last time you went to somebody's website and watched 40 videos that they've made? Right. You don't. No. You're watching one or two and you're getting a vibe similar to how like a new artist right if they put out an album you're not going to listen to the whole album you're going to listen to one if you like one maybe you'll think about listening to more totally but just put out singles yeah yeah put out singles dude in the video <laughs> have space. a sick feature Honestly, on there that's <laughs> a good idea do that chain smokers model of like 2018 or whatever yeah. it was um so yeah like lean into your unique strengths and skills that set you out um Really both like the, the the type of content that you produce and what kind of person you are because those are two different things, but they really lend into yeah. you getting hired. Like people who want to hang out with someone that's cool or like does something that's interesting. And that's just so much more important than like, I don't know, even if you're like an incredible at what you do, if you suck as a person, they're not going to want to hire you. Yeah. Kind of like a bonus point as to should you go freelance? Should you go full time? I think going to experience life yeah, and maybe even not getting a job right out of college or high school, like 
maybe not going to college, whatever it may be, whatever path you take, um, something that's super common for, not super common, but something that people do is like, you know, before going to work at their full-time job or whatever, hey, I'm going to go travel for a month right. or studying abroad, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. But having those experiences of experiencing life itself makes you just a more interesting person and that you can bring into your work and also just helps you relate to people on an everyday basis. Dude, totally. And so that's probably actually to revise my plan. It would be like take, you know, honestly, even like a gap year yeah. after college yeah. and then I would do a production company and then freelance. But like kind of what you're saying, I right after graduation, like 10 days after graduation, I went to Southeast Asia for a month with like my homies yeah. and I made like a 20 minute long video. And that was one of the videos that the agency that eventually hired me had seen and they loved it. And so that like really actually made a big impact. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it takes time to like experience life before you start because once you start, it's kind of hard to stop. Totally. So that's really important. Um, yeah. And then do you want to hit that last one? Yeah, there's a... There's a buzzword called a Pareto Optimal Employee, which is basically when you know how to do a few different things, but you're really good at one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're working um, or trying to get hired at an ad agency, right? They want to know that like you can edit, maybe take some photos. Um, You can just do multiple different things. But if you're really, really good at one thing, they're like, oh, he's like the best at this thing. We need him on our team. Yeah. And that's really important. Um, and that'll also get you paid more once you become freelance if you do yeah. all that because they're like, okay, this is like the guy that can edit the fuck out of like a sizzle. Yeah. And let's just always hire him to do yeah. that. Like he's so good at it. And that really stands out. Or you take someone like Johnny FPV. Right. Who he does one thing. I'm sure he knows how to take photos right. and use, right. you know, a Dizzler right. or a mirrorless right. camera. Right. But he's the best FPV pilot. So he's able to charge a stupid amount of money for his day rate. Right. And he doesn't, he probably can't, he probably charged a couple hundred bucks a day to take photos. Yeah. You know, but FPV, the best. Probably um, like six figures a day if yeah, I was him. At this point, yeah. Um, another, a little last subset is networking and collaboration, which is very important. Um, who, who you know is a really important factor in getting a job, obviously, and like getting the right job that you want. Um, kind of what we talked about, like show your personality to these people because people just want to work with people they like at so the true. end of the day. Like you're, especially if you're going to spend 50 hours a week with this person, like you're just going to want to enjoy them and you're not, even if they're really good, you're not going to want to hang out with them enough to work with them. And going off of that point, kind of going back to what I was talking about as how I got the loud luxury gig, them seeing my personality on camera mm-hmm. made them more confident that they would be down to go on tour with right me. right you know that's what i'm saying big that's a big leap like you kind of have to be friends there, to go on yeah tour. there's a lot of people who are really good at making photos and making videos but not everyone are you going to want to hang out with right grab a beer after set or whatever right. or hang out on like traveling the world on tour totally um another point is which you wrote that i really like is like taking a sales class because with your freelance obviously you're going to use sales constantly to sell yourself sell yeah. your services but even full-time like getting a job like you're kind of selling the person that's interviewing you on yourself and yeah. like that you would be good at the job so that's such an important skill just to have in life totally um i would also say utilizing your school's resources so some of you guys who are listening to this may be in high school or maybe in college mm-hmm. but specifically in college you have access to clubs right there's constantly sports events going on if it's not if it's not like the actual college sports there's intramural games and there's like rental cameras and shit too rental cameras there's concerts all the time like there's just so much going on all the time in college that if you utilize that 
it just can help elevate you and 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 um take you to the next level i think a little bit quicker or just like give you it gives you access to certain things because as a college student i think it's a lot easier to shoot something maybe not at the highest level but yeah. at least have experience of shooting something and even like my girlfriend lena was shooting she was shot like the hockey and football games photos i didn't know that mm. she told me that on like our first date and i was like oh let's date longer dude <laughs> like that really paid off you know like and yeah. she's, she's still a great photographer but i'm like i didn't know you do that that's so fucking cool i didn't even know i could do that yeah you know what i mean um so yeah utilize that shit baby and get hired totally yeah and that's kind of all our all of our tips yeah we kind of did it um so brayden has gone thank god ah oh, dude just flowed way better yeah really did we i don't dude i don't know what we have but we oh, had it, it. We oh, had yeah. it. <laughs> well we've been doing this since college you know um yeah, anyways. Brain usually hits the... Yeah, this is so weird. Hit the like, comment, subscribe. What else do we Leave us a review. Do? Tag us on a story post. Um, uh, DM, DM us? Yeah, dude. I only get DMs from people from Minnesota, which I do appreciate <laughs> because, you know, I don't want the inbox, like, getting full. But, like, if you're from a different state, you can hit me up, too, just so you know. <laughs> All right, so DM Chase, DM me. Um, you probably don't want to DM Brayden. Right. And we'll see you guys next week. Nice. Peace.